City. Hill City. Hill City. Welcome back to the May episode of Hill City Kids Around. Um, my name is Cara Robinson, the Next Generation Pastor at Hill City Church, and I am so excited to be able to share with you as we parent our kids and help them grow spiritually and um, make it an organic way. We want to make sure that we aren't just checking the boxes for going to church on Sundays, that we want to be able to invest in our kids relationally and teach them about God and following Christ so it is a natural part of their life um, and that it's a real part of their life. And so we do that in a few different ways. We are going to share the preschool parent cue with you guys. Um, the conversations that we're going to have are geared towards raising your preschool age kiddos. So zero to five years of age. Every now and then we'll give some parenting hacks and ideas and conversation geared towards older kids as well. But this is primarily geared towards our preschool parents. So we're going to do that. We're going to go through the parent cue and just highlight a few things and get that information to you in a different way that might be more helpful and beneficial. And we're also going to start talking and having conversations with some of my friends. Um, They're going to be people that work with preschoolers or are parents of preschoolers. And um, we'll have some other voices that'll come alongside us and encourage us in this podcast as well. And we're going to share some top three things with you to make sure you do together as a family in this month of May. And um, we'll close it out with some of my parenting hacks as well. So that's what we have to look forward to in this episode. So to start it off, we're going to talk a little bit about what your child is going to be learning with us at Hill City during this month of May. And it's a great focus because it's all about um, helping your kids realize that God made them and that God made them to do big things things. So I'm not sure if you have experienced your child getting frustrated with trying to do things yet or saying they can't do something. Um, And I know that we want to come alongside our kids and encourage them that they can do those things. In fact, I know some of you as parents may have even outlawed that, that word in your house of the word can't. I know as a teacher, I always encourage my kids um, to say that they're not able to do it yet, or maybe they can't do it yet, but, um, but encourage them, you know, to ask for help instead of saying they can't do something. So this month of May, we want to encourage our kids to help them learn that the basic truth is God made them. And they'll be asked the question of who helps you do big things. God helps you do big things. So we want our preschoolers to learn that God has created them with big things in mind. And not only did he create them to do big things, but he's also going to help them to do those big things. So when you wake them up this morning, and again, I love these wake up tips. When you go into your child's room this month, say, good morning. Are you ready to do the big things today? We have God to help us or say, It's time to wake up and do big things today. Who helps you do big things? God helps us do big things. Um, So again, that's going to be our focus. And it's great to encourage kids to realize 
that they can do those big things. Um, Jenny Hines um, is one of my friends and is a is a preschool teacher. And even before she started working with preschoolers, I loved hanging out with her around her kids because whenever one of them would have an issue or struggle doing something, she would say, um, we can do hard things is how they phrased it in their household. And I believe they even had um, like a little list of five family rules for their house. And one thing on there was acknowledging that they can do hard things. And I just love that. So if you want to phrase it like that in your household, we can do hard things too. Um, That's fine also. But at Hill City, we're going to talk about how we were created to do big things because as they get older in our elementary environment and the campground, we're going to talk about that. How when they were made, God already had in mind and planned things in advance for them to do. You know, that's from scripture. So we want to be able to, even in the age of a preschooler, um, start those little baby steps, steps walking into that faith and that truth that God created in advance for them important things to do. And he's equipped them with gifts and talents. And as they grow up, we'll be able to explore what those gifts and talents are. You may already see glimpses of that in your child. But we want them to know that, yes, God created them with big things in mind. Um, Don't forget to grab the um, insert for your travel coffee mug this month with our drive times on it for elementary kids and for preschool kids. There's not two separate ones. They're both on there because we know there's a lot of overlap in our children's ministry that you have both age of or both phases of child. So, um make sure you stop by the desk at our family registration center and grab one of those inserts. And if you haven't gotten a cup yet, make sure you grab a, grab a cup as well. Um, Carolyn Balch is, she works on our creative team at Hill City and does an amazing job creating the graphics and things to go along with that. So they're super cute and you'll want to carry them around with you on your play dates and, and carpool and soccer matches and all sorts of things. So the drive time when you're with your kiddos in your car this month as you drive, talk about the big things your child will do whenever you get where you're going. You could say, you have big things to do when we get to the park, like and maybe they'll say, go down the slide or ride our bikes or push um, a little brother or sister in the swing. Maybe it's even getting on the swing and like pumping their legs. That is hard work. And I remember when my kids were working at being able to um, – push themselves on the swing with pumping their legs back and forth and how proud they were of themselves when they could get on and do that themselves. So we want to celebrate those big things that they do. Um, And then after you're done on the way home, you can even say, you know, recount those big things that you did at the park or the play date or wherever you went and say, God helped us do those big things, didn't anybody? So you want to include that in there too, even if it's running an errand and going to the grocery store. I know sometimes the big things our kids do are simply keeping it together, right? Keeping their hands to themselves or being a helper, looking for things um, to do and help when they're in the grocery store. Maybe it's, all right, I want you to see if you can find the carrots as you're walking along or riding in the cart. Um, And then when they remember those things that you're looking for, or remember the color of a lemon, then make sure you celebrate that with them. For bath time, it's a super cute suggestion. If you have bath toys, you can have them sort the small things and the little things and work on size comparison and sorting. Um, You can have them line things up along the bathtub from from smallest to largest and talk about the size. Um, And you can always end it with God made you to do big things and he will always be there with you.
to help you. Um, and sorting and lining things up and talking about small things and big things, those are all great developmental things to do, um, which is another reason why I love our curriculum. We use so much at Hill City Orange because it really looks at the whole child and where they should be developmentally, what they're going through cognitively, you know, with their mind and with their body kinesthetically. Um, we don't just look at your child in a spiritual way. We look at their whole self because if we're not teaching them in the right way, then they're not going to be able to grasp the spiritual truths that we want them to grasp. And that's a very important thing. Um, so those are the some tips for you for helping invest in your child's faith organically in morning time and drive time and bath time as well. Um, so right now we are going to um, introduce one of my friends to you who you know well, and I bet you love her just as much as I do. All right, right now I have with me Lauren Galloway. I want to introduce you to Lauren if you haven't had a chance to meet her just yet. Lauren is our preschool coordinator at Hill City and she works so hard. She works so hard. She is part-time but um, puts full-time effort into everything she does. She loves the preschool age and that's evident if you've ever gotten a chance to see her interact with her own children. Mac, who will be starting kindergarten next year, and Rosie, who is a toddler. Um, And that is just on her heart. She's going to school to learn more about um, this developmental age and She's just fabulous. I had an opportunity to get to know Lauren before Hill City as a friend, and I'm thankful she is in my life and all the love and support she offers me, but also all the guidance and investment she gives our volunteers in our preschool area at Hill City, and as well as you all as parents. And she is definitely one that you want to pull aside if ever you have a question that's about parenting or um, developmental with your child and get her opinion on things. She loves to talk about it, and she's very approachable. So I want to encourage you to do that as well with you too. So um, if you could welcome Lauren Galloway to our podcast for me. Hi guys, it's Lauren. Yay! <laughs> um, all right, so really quick, yeah. tell everybody what you're studying oh, right I'm now in school. I'm studying early childhood development. Because I had said that you were a great person to grab if they ever had a question. Oh, thanks. About their kiddo, what they're doing, what maybe they think they should be doing, mm-hmm. and... Um, just behavior and development. And I said, you're a great mom. Well, thanks. I like talking about it. So it's fun. It's super fun to watch you with your kids. So um, the theme for May, Mm -hmm. as you are aware, is I can do big things. Yes. And um, I wanted to ask you, as a mom of two kiddos, how you and Jared at home kind of train your kids up in this way of thinking, knowing that God created them in mm-hmm. his image. So they were created to do big things. How do you guys do that as parentals? Parentals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing that we do is we um, we tell Mac to have courage. And so I think that it's important to talk about that because brave is different than courage. And um, feeling brave is wonderful. But if you don't have any follow through, then it doesn't really add any value and so we tell Mac to have courage every day before preschool I tell him to have courage to talk to new people try new things at school and um yeah that's so cool and it also goes along well with um 
the book we're reading together as a staff, Mm -hmm. which is Daring to Lead by Brene Brown. So if you're listening to this and you need a good book to read, it's a great one to pick up. But I know Brene talks a lot about courage and how um, if you're not afraid, then you can't have courage. It's just doing another task. And so that's also cool how you point out to him how that's important to be courageous and to have courage. It's okay to feel afraid or unsure, um, but we can still do big things because we're courageous. That's cool. Yeah, that's another thing we talk about with him too is that we also are afraid. Like as adults, we go through things that make us nervous. Like I'm not super great um, at feeling brave when I talk to new people. And so we tell him those stories too, that it's okay that you're afraid, but you can still do these things. You can still take swim lessons. You can still climb um, that tree, all of those things with him. That's awesome. Yeah. What else do you guys do? Um, We practice breathing. Mm. Um, Like when he gets nervous about something mm -hmm. or trying something for the first time. Yeah. It's just really good for your um, nervous system as an adult and as a kid is to learn how to breathe well, um, to give your brain oxygen. It helps you be more logical. Um, And so we practice breathing in through our nose and breathing out through our mouth. And um, as they get older, you can help them hold their breath too before they release. And that'll give even more oxygen to their brain. So we do that a lot with Mac. It's really it's helpful to him. That's one thing um, when I had talked about our pedi- pediatrician, um, just for some advice, working through some behavioral stuff with my kids, that was one thing he said was super important um, as a tool to talk out those things with our kids. So mm-hmm. even if we get angry, and I know that we're right. not focusing on anger right now, but um, saying, oh, mommy's so frustrated right now. I left my keys in the house. And so mm-hmm. Now something else that I have to stop and do, like if you're in the car, I've got, I need to, I need to calm down and count backwards Mm -hmm. from 10 and like modeling that stuff for them. So I think that's great that you are kind of bringing them alongside that and teaching them that technique at Mm -hmm. a young age. Yeah. Another thing we do um, is encouraging them a lot. That might come very naturally to a lot of parents, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes parents um, can just say, like, you need to go do that thing. And there is a time and a place for that. But first, we should be encouraging, saying positive things to them, saying true things. Like, you can jump in the water. You can. Just like you repeat those type of positive truths to yourself when you are nervous um, or afraid, they need to hear those things, too, because that We've said we've said this before, but those things become their inner voice, and um, yeah, they need to hear those things so that they can say it to themselves later. That's so good. Yeah, and another thing we do, um, this is really important, especially for Mac, um, is be willing to go some of the way with them. So not going all the way. So if it's a new friend that they're nervous about, or um, running for student council, or something like that, going some of the way with them. So I'll hold his hand and walk up to the friend with him, but I won't talk. I'll just be a presence okay. for him, and um, or like at swim lessons, I'll sit a little closer instead of sitting up against the wall. That way he can look over at me and he knows that I'm still right there saying those positive things for him. Um, when you tell your child, you can do it yourself, you, you do it, that's fine. And again, there's a place for that, but also that doesn't really build up the relationship that you have with your child. Mm, that's good. And so um, you're there to build scaffolding for them, right? You don't want to do everything for them, but you, they need help. They were not born with these tools. And so you're teaching them 
how to be brave, how to be courageous. And so we go some of the way with them. Do you use that verbiage with them? Do you say, I'll go some of the way, or I need you to go some of the way? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I'll say, like, if it's approaching the librarian in the library to ask for a book, um, I'll say, okay, I'll walk to the end of the computers with you, but then you have to ask. Okay. And usually that's enough of um, a comfort that he's, like, willing to go do it and try. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Those are great tips. Do you have anything else for us? Yeah, Mac is very reward motivated. And your child maybe too. Maybe they're not. You know your child best. So if you've not found that they're reward motivated, it you might need to try something different or try a different reward, a bigger reward. Okay. Um, but so we'll tell him like, if you do your swim lesson, this has been a big thing. Can you tell? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you do your swim lesson without crying or without... Um, without like not trying like sometimes he just will sit there sure so if you try and you don't cry or you cry and then you get yourself together we'll go get a frosty sure and um when he's sitting on the side of the pool we'll say think of the frosty oh his dear think of the frosty um and so that's important for him, but also being consistent if the outcome is negative. So, like, if he okay. does cry, we don't go get the frosty. Like, okay. we, we really don't. So, if so being consistent with the expectation of well, the expectation was that you would be able to do it without mm-hmm. getting upset, and you didn't do that, so. right? And so we let him discover that answer, though. Like, we don't say you cried, no trusty. Okay, we'll say things like, "Did you cry?" Yeah, I cried. Okay. Do you think that you deserve a trustee? Do you think that you did a good enough job to get a trustee? And he knows the answer. Your kids know. Right. And that builds self-awareness in them, which is a huge milestone. And it's just something that we need to be developing into adulthood. Um, And so we we process that out out loud with him. Okay. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And I just have two more things. Yeah. Um, So we don't avoid. So like Mac is afraid of characters and he he has a big talk. He's like, I'm going to go say hi to Nutsy. I'm going to go say hi to whoever. Right. And then we get to there or we get to that place. And he's like, no, he's like shaking like he cannot do it. Um, But we don't avoid it. So we know that that fear is irrational. And um, I don't want him to be an adult who's like afraid of characters, you know what I mean? Or like nervous about clowns or something like that. And so we don't go the other way. We walk by, we say our encouraging things, we hold the hand and we don't say hi, but we still walk by. Sure. I like the no avoidance thing. I remember when one of mine totally had a a character phobia Mm -hmm. and I had read something and it took like him getting acclimated. It was funny, but um, I had read an article about why that's the case, Mm, mm -hmm. and it's because um, kids need facial recognition so they can look and see, oh, that looks like a kind person if they're smiling or Mm -hmm. if there's if someone looks grumpy. Oh, I need to like avoid that person. And so many mascots, depending like if it's a sports mascot, sometimes they look a little bit more mischievous. Yeah. But it's also not a face. So they have a harder time registering like a human Mm -hmm. emotion on a character. Yeah. So that's why so many kids like have that phobia, which I wonder if it also translates to puppets maybe because I know quite a few kids that have like a puppet issue too and I wonder if that's it too I don't know it could be yeah so but you don't let them avoid like walking by it's like no you're safe and we're gonna walk by Mm -hmm. okay yeah and I think that goes back to being courageous 
Like you can, right. you can feel brave. And then when you get there, you don't feel brave, but you can still be courageous and walk by. You don't have to say hi. That's fine. But you do have to try. That's good. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to say was just an encouragement to all of all the parents listening in that your child is okay. Like there's nothing wrong with your child if they're nervous to do things. Maybe you weren't nervous as a kid to do it. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. And try really hard not to get frustrated. They're their mm-hmm. own little person. And um, yeah, they're okay. It's not forever. That's so good. Those are great tips. Thanks. I think this is like our inaugural. Inaugural is when? It's the beginning of something, right? Yeah, the first. Yeah. So you're our inaugural like Cars Friend Corner (laughs) guest. That's awesome. So awesome. I love it. Yay. All right. So look out for Lauren if you see her in the hallways upstairs watching over our pre-K kids. Feel free to grab her if you ever have a question about something and just tell her she does an amazing job. Well, thanks. Because she does. She loves your kids so much at Hill City. And we're happy to have her on staff. And it's amazing. Thanks, guys. So good. Can't wait to talk to you in the hallway. Woohoo. All right. This is our top three time. Top three things that I want to encourage you to do during the month of May. And every now and then Orange comes out with a hang time which are different activities designed around um, some family values, which is fighting for the hearts, making sure you're communicating and investing in your relationship with your kids, widening the circle, which is pursuing strategic relationships for your kids. Um, We know we can't do this parenting thing alone, so we want to widen our circle with great influences to feed into the lives of our kids and families. The third family value is creating a rhythm. You want to increase the quantity of the quality of the time that you spend together. It's not just about quantity, and it's not just about quality. Um, We need to do both. We need to have a lot of great times together. The fourth thing is imagining the end. That's where you focus your priorities on what matters most. Um, when you're raising your kids. And then the last one is about making it personal and it's just for you as a parent. Um, But I'm just gonna highlight three things right now that kind of deal with that. Um, The first thing I wanna talk about is celebrating the big things. And I guess this could be included in fighting for the heart and about the relationship. But since we're talking about um, teaching our kids that God has created them to do big things, let's make sure this month we take time to celebrate those big things. So I want you to think about what are the big things that your kids are doing developmentally right now? And it's gonna look different depending on their age. Um, Are they being potty trained? Are they learning how to go um, pee or poo in the potty? Are they um, learning how to write their name because they're headed to kindergarten next next year? Um, Are you working on simple things but still big things like picking up your toys and putting them away, Um, being a big helper around the house. Maybe it is helping mommy or daddy out, um, bringing them a diaper when they're changing um, the baby's diaper. So think about what those big things are that they're doing and don't be afraid to think out of the box for a little bit. Um, What is maybe a behavioral thing, um, something you're working on them obeying to do if it is you know, staying in their crib or their bed until you come and get them in the morning, but then focusing on that to celebrate it. We want to make sure we're catching our kids being good 
um, and celebrating that. And you don't have to pick every little thing, you know, right? When our kids obey and do the right thing, it's also expected because it's the right thing to do. But if they're working hard to do something, um, then let's let's celebrate that, whether it's going in the potty or it's picking up toys. So, so number one of the top three, I want you to celebrate those big things with your kids this month. The second thing is we always want to... Um, teach our kids that we keep learning and it's good to stay curious, right? So create a rhythm in your home of always learning and being curious to learn new things. And this month in May, there's quite a few festivals around the city of Richmond. Um, I know off the top of my head, um, May 4th and May 5th, there's, I think, an Asian American food festival, and then there's also a Cinco de Mayo festival. So maybe use that time with your kids to learn more about cultures, to experience some new foods they may not have tried, um, and just learn more about people. There's also a Let's Get Curious theme with Curious George at the Science Museum this month. Um, So take some time this month to keep learning and let your kids know that curiosity is a good God-given thing, and we want to keep learning with our kids. And the last one for the top three um, is about you. Make sure that you continue to put yourself first when it comes to personal growth. And this means sometimes that we have to plan for it as a parent. With summer right around the corner, your family schedule is probably going to shift. Um, Preschool ends, there might be a few camps that start. But for a lot of parents, there's changes in this season and it can make us feel anxious and even overwhelmed. So carve out some time one night this month to write down all the changes and shifts, whether it's in childcare, pickups, drop-offs, work, camps, practices, um, a change of schedule, whatever it is, take the time to write it down and then think of one thing you can look forward to each week to keep you sane in the midst of all that fun, but sometimes crazy moments. Um, And sometimes seeing it all on paper helps relieve some of that tension that can come with a change. And make sure you also take the time to talk it out um, with your spouse, your partner at home to kind of get a grasp on how people can help, you know, sitting down with other family members as well, if it's a grandparent or a childcare provider, and talking out, um, how those transitions are going to, you know, affect home life as well. So, but definitely take some time and, and think about something you can look forward to each week. If it's when they're away at a camp or, um, you know, a change, something that you can look forward to with them being home, that you guys are going to go to the park together, or you're going to teach them how to do a specific thing. Um, that's something to look forward to as well. All right. So, We've talked about the parent cue and some organic ways we can incorporate faith with our kids this month. Um, We hung out a little bit with my friend Lauren Galloway as we talked about things that they do in their family um, to help teach the concept of doing big things. And we talked about our top three things to do for the month of May. All right. Um, Now we're going to talk a little bit about a parenting hack. I had the pleasure of talking at a MOPS organization this month. If you're not familiar with MOPS, it's Mothers of Preschoolers. And um, it was great to be able to hang out with these ladies for a little bit. And I was asked to talk about on, um, asked to talk about discipline and how to keep loving our kids, even when 
they are not making the best choices. Um, And one thing that really stuck out with me as I was thinking about it is we oftentimes have so many expectations for our kids, um, thinking primarily about behavior, right? But how often do we explain those expectations to our kids and tell them what they're looking for? So my parenting hack for you guys this month with your child is to make sure you're clearly um, setting your kids up for success um, by stating what the expectation is. And I'll give you an example of that. When you're running an errand, we'll use Target for example. Before you get out of the car with your child to go on a Target, make sure you tell them what the behavior is that you're looking for. All right. So for us, it sounded something like this. Um, Hey, Riley, we're at Target. We're going to go in. We're going to run a couple of errands. Um, It's going to be a short time. And if it's long, you can tell them that too. I just need to get about five different things in Target and you can help me find those things. But this is not an errand for Riley. We are going in to get things for the family or we are going in to grab things for work. But I'm not going to be buying you anything. I'm not going to be buying you any food. I'm not going to be buying you a toy. If you do a good job and um, you behave well, there's no temper tantrums, you're using good manners, um, and you're a good helper, um, then when we get out, we can go to the park afterwards. All right? So if you do a good job for mommy, we'll go to the park as soon as we're done. Okay? If you do cause a problem and there's temper tantrums, then instead of going to the park, we're going to have to go home and you're going to have to take a nap or have some quiet room time for a little bit. Okay? So if you do a good job, what are we going to do? And then they'll say back to you, go to the park. And But if if it's not a good job and mommy has to talk to you about your behavior, what's going to happen? We're going to have to go home and have quiet room time. Um, So by clearly explaining what your expectation is to your child before you go run an errand or go into someone's house, that's another thing, Um, you know, if they need to keep their hands to themselves or whatever it is that you're working on as a behavior, make sure you let them know what that expectation is, what you're looking for, for it to be a successful trip, what's going to happen when it is successful, but also what's going to happen if they don't meet that expectation. That's super important. All right. So I hope you enjoyed um, hanging out with me today on our Hill City Kids Around podcast. Thanks so much for joining me again. And I look forward to introducing you to another one of my great friends next month's podcast. Um, We'll close out with a sweet little cuddle time prayer. That's a part of the parent queue this month. Um, So we just want to pray, dear God, we thank you so much for helping our kids do big things things, whether it is going in the potty or it's picking up toys or it's being kind with our words and our hands. We are just so thankful for our kids, God, and that you can help them do big things. God, you are amazing and we love you so much. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, parents. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.